Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Raw Cynic. I'm here with Raw Hebrew Remnant, the one, the only, the wise. How you doing? Good, Cynic. How are you, my brother? Good. Well, let's start off on a, kind of a topic that all Knicks fans are thinking about. Um, do you think Donovan Mitchell's like a real possibility? No, as I mentioned in my blog, in my own blog before coming on your prestigious blog, no, I don't think it's realistic for us to look at Donovan Mitchell. Some situations are difficult. I'm not saying anything is impossible, but what it would cost the Knicks, I think, is a prohibitive reason why you won't see Donovan Mitchell in a Knicks uniform. Not this summer. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. And the thing with that for me is, you're going to be having to give away so many core pieces that what you're going to make around Donovan Mitchell, I don't think is going to be very much better than what they've been able to put around him in Utah. And we've kind of seen where that's gone, you know? Yeah. He's a Donovan Mitchell. So he's 25, right? Right. So if you're looking at a $163 million player, that's what he is. He's every bit of a $163 million player. You're either going to A, do what Utah did, draft him and build around him, or B, you're going to develop a team whereby in three years when he can decide to leave, he wants to join you as your final piece to a championship. And the Knicks are not in either position. We didn't draft him and we, you know, it's not three years. So right now we're trying to find our own footing. Right. And so a guy like that, you would, Again, he, he could opt out in three years. So when he's 28, he could opt out. And if he does that and he's the final piece and he still wants to come here, it'd be something we want to look at. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's the more realistic thing to think about, too. Um, you know, it's not that, that long away. And, you know, that gives the Knicks the ability to actually have something to put around them, you know? Right, right. Right. See, that's what you're looking for. So like in the Toronto Raptors with Kawhi, they had a, a team already. They just couldn't get over the hump. So they replaced DeMar DeRozan with Kawhi Leonard championship. Now, I've also heard something that I thought was pretty interesting, I guess would be a good way to put it. But I heard, well, obviously we all heard that Rudy Gobert was just like, whether those rumors were true or not, because I think he went on Twitter afterwards and kind of dispelled them, but he, that he's unhappy, you know, Donovan Mitchell and him don't really like each other. I've heard people talking about uh, the Knicks going after Gobert. So Gobert, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, he costs even more than Mitchell. If I'm not mistaken, Rudy Gobert's contract is around 200 million. Wow. Um, so, to, you know, why do we want to talk about him? I mean, so, so look, I understand he's an elite defender, right? He is. He's an elite defender. But so you're going to give up $14 million a year, Mitchell Robinson, in order to sign $30 million a year, Rudy Gobert? <laughs> does that make any sense? I mean, really, does, is he going to, is he that guy that's going to like transform the whole team and cause us to be pushing toward the Eastern Conference Finals. Not only that, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's 30. Let me see. He's 29. He's going to be 30 this summer. So he doesn't even fit the timeline. 
right? So if we're, if, you know, let me just make an assumption. Let me make an assumption, Senator. If I am building around RJ Barrett, who's 21, right? I'm looking for players in their 20s, right? Probably like Donovan Mitchell would fit the timeline better than Gobert because he's 25. Mm-hmm. But as I said, that's prohibitive too because Utah drafted him and they're building around him. He's the franchise. So, but Gobert is not. And so for us as Knicks, we're looking for younger guys. Like, a, like, like center, let me just put this without naming names so nobody go crazy. But younger centers that have NBA experience. That so Mitchell Robinson. Right, Mitchell Robinson, exactly. <laughs> now, if we got stupid, I'm saying, if we got stupid and didn't sign him, um, you know, other, you got like, um, you know, and they wouldn't be superstars. You don't need superstars. No. Bryant at, at from, from in, in Washington or Mo Bamba or, uh, or, or, or Jackson Hayes or guys like that. Young guys that have been in the league for two or three, four seasons and can adequately defend the rim the way Thibodeau likes it yeah, and not cost a ton. Yeah, you know, I know that these rumors have been out there before, but the Mo Bamba thing is pretty interesting to me. Just because, you know, the Knicks like to go after guys who have, like, the hometown connection, first of all. Second of all, he can defend, you know, and I think Thibodeau would like that, even though, you know, we have him there just for continuity's sake. But Thibodeau, (laughs) but, uh, and he can, you know, he has an off, he has more of an offensive game than, uh, you know, than our, than Mitch Robb, our starting center for the last few years that has had, which I think could be good for, uh, RJ, especially because he kind of unclogs the paint just a tiny bit more, you know, I think that like having that mid range up for a center is like really important for, for RJ. Well, I mean, it depends. Like we have two players that actually clogged the paint, and I, we'll talk about the other one later that we really should be getting rid of. Because you know, because Gobert doesn't clog the paint for Donovan Mitchell, right? I mean, he doesn't, and he's a low post player. So if you got one guy that's that's a low post guy, I don't think he clogs it up too much. But if you got two front court guys that are clogging it a little bit, then you might have a problem. There, right. You know, I'm gonna throw a monkey wrench here. Sin. There's another player on Orlando depending on who they pick in this draft, because you know they're in the top four. Yeah. Depending on who they pick in this draft, there's another player that might be available. And I don't know how we would fit him in, but Jonathan Isaac is really good. (laughs) He's really good. And he hasn't played in two seasons because of his knees. Right. Um, He was really, before he got injured, excuse me, Sorry, keep going. No, I was just saying, and I think they just, before his knee injury, that was, he hurt himself in the bubble. So I think uh, that was two years ago. So um, they extended him, I think, right before that. I think they extended him. So, but he would be interesting. So he yeah, would be very interesting. He was balling out before, not balling out, but, you know, playing d- decent basketball. But, uh, but right before... Yep. He, he tore up his name right so, yeah and he i mean i can't I, it's hard to think of somebody more ideal for a thibodeau guy than than him i mean I, I, he's got to me he checks all my boxes because not only is he a defensive stopper he's a florida state kid <laughs> i like guys that was anybody coached by leonard hamilton i'm gonna give him a second look because 
I like what he produces, man. So, um, and now Isaac is going to be 25 this fall. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, you know, he's a little bit of a, you know, he's a little bit of a religious fanatic, but that's his business. <laughs> he steps on the court and plays. I can't say nothing about that. Yeah, you know, but he's, he's, you know, he's more, he's along the lines like, uh, like IQ is like, he's very religious. Yeah. But like I said, that's his business. As far as balling, he could ball though. You know, Jonathan Isaac could ball. I like him. So that would be an interesting thing. Although I don't know what we'd be giving up to get him. Yeah, that's interesting. I, do you know what his extension was? I, I, I don't know. I'm trying know. to look it up now. Let me see. His extension. What did he sign? He signed. Uh, let's see. They didn't say. I'm looking here in Wikipedia. I don't see anything here. I got to look up. Um, hang on. Let me look up uh, Spotrack. They signed him. He's halfway through a $52 million deal. He's not bad at all. He's, so he's got, he's got two years. He's got, let me see. He's got two years. He got 34 million, 17, four. Basically that's Evan Fournier money. He's got two years at 17. No, I'm sorry. He's got three years at 17 million, 17.4 million. That's what he's got. He's got three years at 17.4 million this year. And two more years to that, which is, I mean, that's not bad. That's maybe, not bad. Uh, Fournier and the Magic have a little reunion. Yeah, maybe they will. That would be good. <laughs> no, but um, I, I don't know how we would do it, honestly. I really don't know. No, um, no. But uh, they, they don't want Randall, obviously. Um, so, they, you know, the, the reason they would be trading uh, Isaac is because they have too many power forwards. If they drafted Chet Holmgren, for example, and they already got Wendell Carter, um, and, you know, so... I don't know what they do there, but he, I think he would be available because um, they cannot play those three guys on the floor together because mm. they, they really like Franz Wagner for good reason yeah. at their three spot. And so, um, yeah, so somebody would have to go. So I, and I would think I, they really like Wendell Carter also at the five. So um, yeah, I think Aunt Isaac would be the odd man out, which would be tough because they got four. They're deep at, at that position, man. But he, he's really good. I mean, defensively, he's a typical dude. He handles in the open floor. He uh, he he rebounds. I like him. Yeah. What, what is he? Six eight two. He's like he's six eleven. He's six eleven with a seven two wingspan. I did not ridiculous. know. I, thought, I knew he was tall. I didn't realize he was that tall. Isaac is, Isaac is ridiculous, man. He's, That's he's insane. Ridiculous. Yeah, he's, That's insane. he's real insane, man. I mean, he's, I mean, yeah. He's 6'11 with a seven foot plus wingspan and mobile and everything you want in a four. I'm not saying, I'm not saying he would take Obi's place. I don't know. Maybe you play them. Now, you could play them together. Yeah, I mean, dude, 6'11, like. You could play them together because he's a, you know who he's about the same size as? He's a little bit shorter than Nerlens Noel. Yeah, true. But he's he plays the four. So I mean, obviously, like literally any any more any strength than like nothing is is better than Nerlens Noel. Like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. So I don't know I, if if if. 
if Mitch Robb was leaving and we had Jericho as our backup, I would not mind. No. That, that yeah. Jonathan I come in there. And him and Obi could start then. Talk about opening the floor, my gosh. Yeah, that would that would be a very interesting. Those two thoroughbreds can run the floor all day, man. They just need a point guard to make sure he sees them. But man. Man. Well, anyway, that's my dream. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how real it is. I don't know how real it is. That's my dream. <laughs> the crazy thing about projecting these trades and stuff, it's like you never really know when there's going to be some kind of like crazy, like four team deal where like, yeah, exactly. You know? So exactly. it's just like, yeah, hope, I mean, hopefully he can find his way in the mix for sure. I, I'd be oh, no, man, that would be a deal though. But yeah, especially I'm assuming he comes back hundred percent, you know? Yeah. Uh, but he's been out two seasons. So I, you know, but he's young he's, enough where yeah, he yeah. can heal from that. Exactly. You know, it happened to him when he was 22, 23, something like that. So, yeah, yeah. he can come back. It's like, yeah, he, if he's, if it happens when you're that young, it'll set you back a few years, but he's still in his prime. So, I think yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> anyway, so we, we're talking about trades. We're trying to see what can match up. Is there anything that you can see matching up with Randall? Uh, that's where my Malcolm Brogdon thing comes. Yeah. See, Malcolm Brogdon kills two birds with one stone, right? Because his salary and Julius's salary match up. Indiana just traded Sabonis. I could say Randall is a little bit, I don't know. They're, they're, him and Sabonis are very similar, though. Very similar. But I don't know. I would, I would have Randall for Malcolm Brogdon. That fits perfectly. And I'd want to pick from Indiana. The reason I'd want to pick is because Brogdon is extremely injury prone. So you got to give me a pick. Julius Randle, you know, say what you want about him. He don't miss many games. He's as solid as a brick house. So he's, he's going to be there. So right. that's what that, I'd want maybe give me a second rounder and, and, and Malcolm Brogdon or late first and Malcolm Brogdon for Julius Randle. That works, man. I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. Now, I'm sure that's not the only trade. But that's the one that comes off the top of my head because we yeah. got a point guard, and I'm not worried about my man Deuce getting time because Brogdon is definitely going to get hurt, no question. So <laughs> I'm 100%. So, I am so confident. I, don't I am so laugh. confident he's going to miss at least 25 games. I am so confident of that. So that's the ideal uh, ideal pick for Thibodeau. Yeah. Ideal pick up. Because you know yeah. Thibodeau will play him 35, 40 minutes, and he's going to get hurt. Then we're going to go to our new crew right there. There you go. Yeah, and they're durable, man. Yep, yep. Then I could not think of a better uh, t- team in town to play in for Randall than in Indiana. I know. <laughs> no, don't worry about the media, man. I <laughs> know uh, there's no media there for him to worry about. You don't have to be thumbed down in nobody either. I mean, I think he's yeah. in good shape over there. Yeah, so that'll be good for him if he does end up there. I think that could be very beneficial to his own mm-hmm. mental health, to be honest. Absolutely. Now, I also like, I also like, uh, before they got Sabonis, so I don't know how it goes now, but the Kings are stupid. But so so let's go with uh, Randall for Harrison Barnes also. I like that because Harrison Barnes is expiring mm. and he is a good backup to Oak. So I would, he was a solid pro. He plays his game. He doesn't whine and complain. He does his job. And so this is his last year at like 25 million. 
you know, that's and he can also be a trade chip at the deadline. Maybe we can get a first for him for a playoff team. So that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like I like that perfectly as well. But the Kings just did get Sabonis, and they really believe that Sabonis and Fox are going to be a dynamic duo going forward. So I'm not sure how that would work. Yeah, I mean. They gotta stick with him after that one, the first game with him. Fox like bear hugged him. Oh my god! Not only that, you traded Tyrese Halliburton for him. Well, oh that's god. that's gonna go down as one of the worst trades in this decade. Oh my god! I I don't know if you had seen this one happen, but there was like a screenshot of the Sacramento Kings like Reddit page, with, and it was just like all people are just. Were so, they? They were really. They were just finished, right? With it. Yeah, management. I mean, like talk about. You know, we have it bad as Knicks fans, but or we have. It's been a little better. Honestly, last season was not what we expected, but it's still better than most of the years we've had. No, man, I want to tell you, Sacramento is like Isaiah esque in terms of their front office. It's really bad. I mean, it's it's just bad. <laughs> you want to know a funny story? When I was a kid, I was a uh, at my friend's pool and my dad comes running or he calls me he's like they're blowing up my phone this is like 2007 so I'm pretty young but he's like you got, you gotta come get, get into the road I'm coming to pick you up I'm coming to pick you up he's like, <laughs> and grab a basketball I'm like okay I'll, I'll grab a basketball I have no clue what's going on we drive to this ice cream shop and it's Isaiah Thomas dude. oh my gosh he was there yeah, it was him. Oh. I met him, bro. I had like ice cream with him. And my dad was like, yeah, I saw him in the street. He asked me uh, where, where to get ice cream at. And then so I, I was like, go there. I'll be right there. I'm grabbing my thing. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so that was crazy. And then Did like- he I, sign something? Did he sign something? Yeah, I got a ball sign. Okay. Oh, that's why. Okay, but the ball. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But, okay. but it's like, so now I look, I didn't fully comprehend everything that like went down then because I was like still pretty young yeah so, but now I look back I'm like damn I had an opportunity <laughs> to go off like, <laughs> you know what it's count your blessings that you were too young to understand how incompetent that guy was oh my gosh oh Isaiah yeah. Thomas. so yeah anyway. but the king's management makes Isaiah look like a genius man oh yeah. my god how could you trade Tyrese Halbert I don't know I don't know yeah, it's tough. It's it's really tough. And they just gave Indiana a playoff backcourt with Duarte and Halbert. Well, it's it's I wish I could say it's surprising, you know. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh my yeah. god. So we, moral of that story is we as Knicks fans have to feel a, a lot better than that. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we there's somebody worse. <laughs> And, and for longer, because the Knicks were that incompetent before. But yeah, yeah. At least it was in a shorter amount of time. Like, it no, was, yeah. it's like, there's a much clearer vision of what they're doing going forward now than there yes. probably than there ever was, really. I mean, not I mean, since long time. I've been a fan, like really hardcore fan since like 2010. Like, I think I was like, I don't know how I really know. Not doing the math. So you came during our, when Carmelo came over? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's when I, I think that trade is like what got me kind of going. And then when sanity happened, then I was like, then, then yeah. I was like, yeah. in, in. And yeah. so 
so yeah that was that was cool i totally forgot where i was going with that but uh so we're talking about randall trade oh yeah yeah so, so you got any you got any because all i could think of is harrison barnes and um and Malcolm Brogdon. Now I know there's more out there. I just can't think of it right now. I can I think, think of a doomsday scenario that I've heard. All right. What you got? So I can, I think this might have been like a pretty reputable like trade, like mock trade thing. But somebody was saying it was wait, I wait. Think it, does it, it involve Russell Westbrook? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, so it was like it was basically I can't remember if there's any like change involved with the trade, but essentially, you know, swap. So West, Russell Westbrook is expiring this year, but he's expiring like 47 million. So really and truly, we could get rid of a lot of problems with Russell Westbrook, right? Because we'd need to match salary. So Randall would be like 26 million. We'd need another 21 million. We could get rid of they we, they take Fournier maybe okay so right there that's forty three I think we'd be close right there I think that would get done Fournier and Randall for Russell Westbrook and give me some number one and maybe we could do that the problem I this is the problem I have with, with Westbrook it's Thibodeau that I was just gonna say is it's Thibodeau can he be trusted yeah it's Thibodeau because because Westbrook doesn't get hurt like he doesn't miss a lot of games. No. So it's not like, you know, we'd get IQ induced in there because like we would with, Mark, with Brogdon, but he'd be in there and Thibodeau would play him every minute of 48 minutes because Westbrook, okay, one of his best attributes is he does play hard for 48 minutes, but he's out of control while and ball dominant and the ball doesn't move. And yeah, so there's all that. Yeah, that's... If they were buying him out, if they were buying him out, okay, I'd do it. If they were buying him out, I'd do it. So in other words, if he that'd be the largest buyout ever in the in the NBA. Maybe, but it's the expiring, so it's okay. I mean, now nah, I I buy him out to trade them. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Because then it'd be less at least, right? Yeah, it'd be like twenty three million. Yeah. So I'd buy him out to trade them, but that's the point. Like I would not keep him the whole season. Yeah, Thibodeau cannot be trusted with a player. And I'd let Thibodeau know that. He's going at the trade deal. So don't, you know. I think you'd still play him. <laughs> Dad, you're right, though. Shoot. <laughs> I think he would, honestly. Dad, that's my problem with that deal is that, I mean, I don't like Westbrook's game right now. He, I think he's way past his prime. Um, he's like at the stage where he thinks he's still 28 and he's not. And he's got like, He's like a used car that looks really nice, but it's got 200,000 miles on it. You know, it's just like... Like Carmelo Anthony on the Thunder. Yes. And he was laughing when they kept saying... With Russell Westbrook. He's like, oh, come up, bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway... That was... Yeah. That was I remember, yeah. Oh, my God. That's Westbrook. So I... If if you could tell me Tibbs is going to play Deuce and IQ and Rokubitis and sit Westbrook, Okay. Like, I think they did that with uh, Steve Francis. When Steve Francis came to the Knicks, they did that. They, they got him a big contract, and he didn't play that much. You know, if we could do something like that, okay. But, yeah, I don't like the way Tib with him with Tibbs. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know, Senate. I don't know about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I know that's making the rounds, but that's more of an NBA 2K move that everybody, you know, they're dreaming about the numbers working, and they do work, but... 
I don't think the Knicks would do it. Matter of fact, if you recall, um, I think it was around the, the All-Star break, um, the Knicks leaked that they have no interest in, in Russell Westbrook. Like, they have zero interest in him. So I don't think that's happening. Wow. Let's, let's hope that's... Yeah, I don't think that's So other than that, I'm trying to think, well, Minnesota is another possible Randall destination because they could use a four. Um, they got Vanderbilt, who's good playing next, but he's not Julius Randall. And they have Cat and Ant and D'Lo, who may not be there long, who knows. But um, they have, Randall would be the third option on that team. Yeah. And I like that. I like that for him. He would be the third option. So another, Minnesota is another, another good location for him, too. Yeah, Minnesota is another opportunity here. And Minnesota, I think, has a number one they can give us. So, I, you know, that would be a good move. I, I'm only concerned with the matching salary. They have to figure out how to do that. But maybe, I mean, shoot. You think the Knicks would take D'Angelo Russell? I was just thinking. I mean, I possibly I think at this point that's a huge W at least getting D'Angelo Russell for out of Randall and he's expiring the thing he's about young, D'Angelo though. Russell pretty the young. Knicks had a chance the Knicks had a chance to get him before when, oh, they said, he, when he was traded to uh the Golden State Warriors the Knicks had a chance to get him but they didn't even make a move toward him so I don't know if the Knicks manager is really into that. He's not a great defender. I mean, he's not even a Oh, great he's got awful defender. Yeah, so that's not a Tibbs thing. But I, what I like about him is he's ballsy. Like, you know, he's not scared of the big moment. We got to like, gotta remember, though, you know, anything's really in the question because Leon Rose did make Kemba Walker a starting point guard. Last yeah, but I don't think he's going to make that mistake twice. He better not. Yeah, I don't think he would do that twice. I think he's smart enough to know, okay, I made that mistake once. Let's not do that. So I, I don't think we can look, he's D'Lo is, I think we can say defensively, he is not a typical type guy. Something that I'm really happy about is like in the playoffs right now, I think that there's a lot of um, like validation to staying, like building within your team and from within, like you, you look at the box, you look at the Heat have a bunch of young players like that the Suns, although they have chris paul but you know it's a, even it's, golden state I even mean, golden state big three were developed and drafted that, that's like the, that's a, that's the perfect example of golden yeah state. yeah so you have so, the golden state you got memphis you got um uh, like you mentioned the bucks um and even philadelphia with joel mb and tyrese maxi those guys they draft yeah so i think that's like you know we can have these, like, we can talk about trading Russell Westbrook to the Knicks, but I think that we all kind of know deep down that we got to stay with yeah. that, with that um, formula because getting these superstars and putting them together and getting three guys or two guys and it's better supporting cast, it's not really working anymore. Well, it doesn't work anymore. I mean, look at the Nets, right? right. But uh, also, it's just, see, LeBron spoiled everybody because LeBron did that when he went to Miami and they won two championships, right? And every place he's been since, that's what he's been doing. He went to Cleveland, 
and he got him and Kyrie and Kevin Love and a bunch of minimum contracts, and he went and chipped there. Then he went to Los Angeles, and then him and Anthony Davis and a bunch of minimum contracts, and they won in the bubble. If you want to count that as a championship, but they did. So, so that's what he's been doing. But it really only works consistently for him, and it's not even working for him now because he's getting older, right? And so um, they, they not even they weren't even that relevant this year. So it's really as you can as you mentioned to. To me, it's about building your team within your draft. And it's not easy, but you got to have a good scouting unit, got to have good development, got to have a coach on board, and you got to develop your own guys. Yeah, and that's, I think, the, the main concern we have with Tibbs is that he, and I think that most Knicks, Knicks fans share this opinion, is just like he does not operate within that, that kind of timeline. Right, he just doesn't. I mean, I'm looking at Chicago. Their second round pick, the Sumo, started half of their games this year. Yeah, I I saw. I went to the the. I think it was the second to last regular season Bulls Bucks game in Chicago, and seeing Ayuda Sumo live was crazy. He <laughs> is an insane defender, really yeah. good defender. Yep. yep. And he had a few lobs to like Levine, throwing up some good dunks. It was a great game to be at. But uh, no, nah, I would assume it was the real deal on defense for sure. Yeah, and they and he actually was the year before last when he when he came out, it was his second trip trying to come out. He came out the first time and went back. He just wasn't ready, and then he got himself better. And he came out last you know last year and he look at he, he played his butt off this year. He really worked hard and played well. So, um, you know. Not everybody's one and done, and some guys, you know, really work hard their second year, and they, they come Quentin out. Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes, that's right. Quentin Grimes yeah. is another one. So, you know, and there's a few guys in this year's draft that's taking their second stab at it. So, you know, I, I, that's what I'm saying. You get a guy like the sumo was on the Knicks, he'd be doing G League. Yeah, that's what's really sad about it. I think he was two picks after uh, McBride. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Thibodeau, you got to love him. Yeah, he's, you know, an interesting decision maker to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so as far as Randall, Minnesota is a possible, I think. Um, the Kings are a slight possible. Now they got Sabonis is less so. And you got Indiana also. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm missing anybody. Um, as a four. Now, if I think it's a, probably a lot that um that uh what's his name comes back to milwaukee bobby portis if, unless somebody yeah. offers them a lot of money so he, they would be a problem but then they don't have the cash they have to trade somebody so i i think those three teams are the best for randall oh unless well i was gonna say you might want to look at i would have looked at uh zion zion's team if zion wasn't in a hurry to sign the extension which he oh is, yeah that so that's squashed i bet that was a too. lot of knicks fans that's, yep that. that's squashed that's out the door so um i you know so those three teams are possibilities for you oh well let's not forget detroit detroit as well because i heard that Grant may not stay interesting he's, he's, uh, he's had to open up the spot for him yeah he's also expiring huh. so yeah, we'll I mean, we can we can never rule out the Mavs. No, you can never rule out the Mavs. That's they correct. love coaching the Knicks players. Exactly, they like the Knicks players. So, all right, so that's the yeah, that's Randall. I, but the bottom line is they could trade him. There's there's, there's no there's nothing stopping them from trading him. He could be traded right. this summer. 
And I think they're going to have to do something. I mean, I know people want him to stay. There's a there's a large base in Knicks Nation that loves Julius Randle, even with all the antics he pulled this past season. But realistically, you cannot expect Obi to ride the pine again this next season after what he did at the end of this season. You gotta give him either starting, start him or trade. So if I'm Obi's rep, that's what I'm saying. You drafted him eighth overall, start him or trade. And you can't play him and Randall together too long because it's not effective. Even Thibodeau said that. So I think they must trade one of them this summer. And I'm thinking it's going to be Julius Randall. And we'll see what happens. But you can't bring both of them back into camp. No, it's not. It's not. Honestly, it's not fair to either of them. No, it's not. It's not. And, yeah. it did, and, and Leon's, you know, his first draft pick as a Nick president was Obi. So I can't see them trading Obi. Yeah, and yeah, I, I I hope I hope that's the case. Mm-hmm. And I've I've heard some people also like try to illegitimize the games that Obi played because it was at the end of the season and whatnot. But I think that like if you're showing out that hard, it's kind of it speaks for itself. So what it, was it? it? Was nineteen? What was it? 20, 20, 19, 42, and thirty five or something like that. I, I know. I'm pretty sure the 42 was the last one. And then he had like a 30-something point there, didn't he? In that five-game stretch. Yeah, he, he had, had a 35. Yeah. Okay. So he had 35. He had like a 20, 20, 19, 35, 42, something like that. Hey, listen, man, it's the NBA. I don't care if it's the end of the season. It's the NBA. I'm not saying he's gonna have. Nobody's thinking he's gonna average 30 a game right now. But listen, I think we can expect 18. 18, eight rebounds, somewhere like that, running the floor, putting pressure on the defense. And I think the defense is under is tremendous energy. And I think his defense is underrated. Obi has gotten a tremendous amount better. He would not be seeing the floor if his defense had not improved. And so he, he, he at least gives you effort every time. Right. Whereas right. Randall gives you effort when he feels like it. Yeah, that's... We could, somebody has got to make a doc. I bet there will be some kind of documentary about how far Julius Brandle went up and how far he fell because. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. it is really a wild story. I mean. No, it's not the first time. You see it a lot. A guy, when you see guys on their contract years, that's when they, you see a lot of guys have career years in their contract year. Then they usually go back to whatever they were before. Yeah, I think I, maybe for me, it's just like he was so low. I, I think that maybe it's not even really like the play almost as much as that he was just like so loved and then so hated in oh, such, yeah. a, such a short amount of time. Well, New York Nation, the Knicks Nation is very sensitive when a guy is, you know, prima donna or when a guy is trying to act like he earned something that he didn't. Like he was trying to act like, we should treat him like Patrick Ewing. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like Patrick Ewing, you know, 11 time all-star, like six to seven time all NBA led us to the finals. You want us to treat you like him? Are you serious? Stop it. You know, so I think he was like expecting that type of treatment and Tibbs enabled him to yeah. think it. Big you know. and- but he, you know, I- he said, come on, one nice season in your contract year. Let's get over yourself. Let's, you know, come on. I like to say Tom Thibodeau enables Julius Randle like a husband on my 600 pound life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's right. 
That's right. Just go to 700. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Have another Twinkie. You deserve it. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Raise your hand today. Oh, my Pretty God. Much. So another rumor that, that's been going around is uh, Jalen Brunson. That's a big one. Big on Nick's Twitter. Everybody's talking about Jalen Brunson. All right. So listen, Sydney, let me ask you a question. Yes. Okay, so, so you're drafted by Dallas. Yes. Okay. You're, so you're sitting in, the, you, you can't even go to the green room because you weren't drafted into the second round. And Dallas takes you. Okay. You're a national champion at Villanova. You're a born proven leader your whole life. So you get drafted by Dallas. And they give you the opportunity. You, you're in the rotation. Okay. Now all of a sudden, here you are in your fourth season. Now, last summer, you wanted, you would have signed. Four-year, fifty-five million that they'd offer to you, but they didn't offer. They wanted to see how you played. You start balling out, get to the All-Star break, and they say, "Hey, listen, listen. Here's the fifty-five point six million. And now you're saying, <laughs> "Nah, I can get more money." But so now you're looking. At, now you're in the you're in the playoffs. You've already had a forty-point game in the first round, and you've been really balling in the playoffs. Here. Now you got. I think they're all tied up with Phoenix, two to two. Yes. So now you know you're worth at least 80 million. Are you staying with Dallas? And Dallas is going to pay you. They're going to pay you whatever you ask. The oh, Knicks, man. I feel like that's, I'm really trying to put myself there. So now your dad. But it just depends. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It depends on, you know. But your, your dad is like, your dad is like, well, you know, your dad used to play for the Knicks. Your dad was an assistant under Tom Thibodeau. Your dad's agent was the Knicks president of basketball operations. Or are you going to stay with the team that drafted you? The, you know, because Dallas got that family thing going. Right. No drama in Dallas. They got the family thing going. You know, you're all fam under Mark Cuban. You know what I'm saying? So what do you want to do? So, I mean, like, okay, so with the Knicks, he would get the keys to the car. Boom, done. You're the, you're the man. You're the point guard. Here's the keys. With Dallas, though, he'd be closer to winning a championship. Mm. That's that's what also a factor I was going to say is, you know, you, it's not very often you get to play with a guy like Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic comes around every 10 years, really. Luka Doncic type player comes around every 10 years. A guy that, can, that, can, that, that was dominating Europe when he was 15 years old. Yeah. That, but I mean, you think about it, they don't have, I mean, really. They got the old Knicks and Luca. <laughs> That's what they got. <laughs> and they're pushing, they're pushing Phoenix, last year's Western Conference finalists, two to two. Yeah, that's that would be an upset, man. So I would, I know if it was me, if I'm being objective, I would stay with Dallas and try to win this championship with Luca. Yeah. I, I like I, you I would... said, it's like saying, are you gonna are you gonna leave pre pre-prime LeBron? No, especially I mean, getting paid too. I know. So, I, so you're going to still get your money, regardless. You're getting your money. So, I, do you want your own team, or do you want chips? And you know who made that decision a few years ago, and it backfired on him, Kyrie Irving, right? <laughs> He's with LeBron, and they win a chip. But he said, "I want my own team," and they sent him to Boston, and Boston actually played better. With scary Terry, then they played with Kyrie. And so that didn't work out. 
he wanted his own team. So now he comes to the Nets. He wants to team up with Durant. And look, did they make the play in? I mean, did they get where did they go? I don't know. AC, I don't know. But they didn't go anywhere. So I'm saying, if I'm gonna win a chip now, I'm, I'm staying in Dallas. I mean, if, if I was him, I'm just being real. And somebody said to me today, you know, you never wanted Jalen. You know what? You're right. I've never wanted Jalen. But I can tell you, Jalen is better as a point guard than Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock. I'm not Reggie Bullock, um, uh, Alec Burks. So I'm not saying he's better than IQ. I, I really can't say that because we haven't given IQ a chance, you know, to really show as the, as the guy. And I definitely obviously favor Deuce. So I, yeah, I'd rather not spend $80 million on Jalen Brunson, but I, I'm not going to complain and argue if they did. I'm not going to come back and say, see, I told you you shouldn't. Like a lot of Knicks fans, you know, 2020, I'm sure you shouldn't have signed him two years from now. If they signed him, I'll be all right with that. Yeah. But I'm, I wouldn't. That's all. I'm, I would. I would. I, and if I'm Jalen, I'm staying in. I'm comfortable in Dallas. I like Dallas. They like me now. They're going to pay me. I'm just I'm, dropping. Yeah, I'm next to a generational talent in Luka Doncic. Yeah. Unless Luka's a real a-hole, then, you know, that would make a difference. I, I think he seems pretty. I know him and KP didn't get along. Yeah, but that's KP. Is that KP? I don't, I don't know. It's got to be. Everybody loves Luka, I think. Yeah, that's true. It, it, and you know what? KP's brother's a jerk. So KP, yeah, was pissed that, KP was pissed that – uh Rick Carlisle didn't didn't wouldn't let him play in the post. Ah, ah, yeah, he would. He only had him shooting threes and like uh, in the dunker spot. Well, probably because he knew if he did anything else, he'd break in half and you have to sit him for thirty, which is what happened anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh man, yeah. Uh, no, but see, so I would. I am really thinking Brunson's going to stay in Dallas. I'm really thinking he's going to stay in Dallas because. And then combine that. Does Leon Rose really overpay for anybody? Not yet. That's right. I don't think he's going to start now. So I'm thinking he's thinking, okay, here's this 80 million and here's the keys to the Knicks. Do you want that? And I'm thinking, my man Cube's going to say, here's this 90 million and you get to stay with Luca. Do you want that? And I think he takes the 90 and stays next to Luca. Yeah, I I would probably I I would agree with that, but he I, hearing you list off all the connections that he has to New York, it's pretty crazy. It is pretty strong, but yeah, remember now he's been in Dallas four seasons. True, I you, you think of him as a younger player than that, but uh, yeah, he's been it's in four seasons. He's twenty five. I think he's gonna be twenty six this summer. So he's been in Dallas for four full seasons. So it's not like you know he's not a journeyman. He's been yeah. on this team. He was he was developed on this team, um, and he knows the guys on this team. You know, Cleaver and um, what's the other guy that got playing five? I forgot. Finney Smith. No, him too. And Finney Smith's the four. But who's the other guy? There's another guy that got playing the five. Who is that? It's uh, hold on, I'll tell you. It is. I'll tell you right now. Dwight Powell. Oh, yeah. He's played with Dwight Powell for a minute. He's played with Cleaver for a minute. Um, you know, these are guys he's, he knows. Then Tim Hardaway, Luca, of course. 
you know, those are Dory Finney-Smith. Those are the core guys that he's been with for, you know, most of his career. So right. it would be hard, you know. I, and then, you know, I don't know. I just, I just tend to believe that given all of that, even with his dad's, see, that's his father's history. That's not his True. history. True. That's a very, yeah, that's point. his father's history. That's different. And as much as I'm sure he respects his father, I don't know. I, you're not going to do everything. Then let me ask you this. If you're the agent, where are you steering him? Because you're the agent. That's, you know, as the agent, that's a pretty hard question. You have the much higher possibility of success in Dallas, like yeah. as a team and, you know, just like getting the playoffs and stuff. Yeah. But if he does, ball absolutely ball out in new york city that's like the biggest market to ball out yeah in. that's true you so, know what you got a point there because if he does ball out in new york he becomes a god yeah so the, i think that the um, financial opportunities are probably better in new york i'd say you might be right you might be right about that because yeah for a guy like him because it's not like like, let's take Luka Doncic. No matter where Luka Doncic plays in the NBA, he's going to get his money because he's international oh, yeah. already, right? Yeah. So he's international. So he's going to get his money. But Jalen Brunson is not international. No. So he would probably benefit more in New York. To be quite honest, he would get more off-court money in New York than he would. And then don't let him leave. Look, how did the city respond to one playoff win? Oh, my God. Can you imagine him leading us to a to, to win a series in the playoffs? Oh my God. Yeah, you know what? I gotta rethink that. That's gonna be tough. It's 50-50, man. If you're the agent, it's a real tough decision. And you know, it's 50-50. Now I have to believe that being in Dallas four years counts for something. So I say he's gotta Absolutely. be comfortable there. Like he's probably comfortable in Dallas, right? I mean, he's never played, I mean, he's never played in New York as a guy. So that would be a big challenge. But then again, a guy like that likes a challenge. Like I said, it's 50-50. I would have to go 50-50 on this. It really is 50-50, man. It is. It, but the, the other thing about Dallas is you're always going to be in Luca's shadow. That's exactly right. But Luca, wh why wouldn't you be? Because you have to. No, everybody would. Yeah, Luca's a you know he's a generational talent. So it's not like. It's not like they just, it's not like IQ and Deuce, where IQ can throw up five air balls and he's still going to play and Deuce turns the ball over and you won't see him for five games. Luca is the guy, like he is a generational dude. So, we, you know, you're going to, anybody that plays there is going to play in his shadow and rightfully oh, so. He's a generational talent. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, so you got to expect that. And, and like I said, if you want to win, you got to have a guy like that. I mean, just to be a drafted a guy like that. I mean, yeah. look at them. If they get, I will tell you what, let me, let me handicap. Yeah, if yeah. they beat the Suns in the second round, he's staying in Dallas. Oh, yeah, 100%. You see what I'm saying? Like, if they beat the Suns, wouldn't that mean they're going to the Western Conference Finals, right? Yes. He's staying in Dallas. He's a major piece on a Conference Finals team. I think he stays in Dallas. Yeah, I think that you can't just walk from that success. Right. Now, if he loses to Phoenix, it's 50-50. Yeah. That's what I Before the playoffs, it was like, I feel like most of Nick's Twitter was like, it's a done deal. No, I thought so. I thought it was going to happen. I wouldn't, some people were saying it's inevitable. I wouldn't say inevitable, but I, I gave it 75% chance he'd been in New York before the playoffs. Yeah. But after the first round, that shrunk tremendously. And now if they beat Phoenix, no, he's staying in Dallas.
Yeah, he's staying I, I, I think so. I think yeah, he's so. staying in jail. If, if they beat him now. That's what leads me to the Malcolm Brogdon possibility because Brogdon is not going to start. You're starting Duarte with Tyrese Halliburton. And don't let him draft Jaden Ivey. Yeah, there's a, they're, they're going to have to make some moves. No, the, Brogdon is out. Brogdon is out. So I think he's got two years left on his deal. Um so we have to eat, we'd have to deal with him for two years. But like I said, I mean, knowing our guy Tibbs, he will play that guy until he's hurt, which should happen, according to my calculations, somewhere around the 25th game. And he'll miss about 20 games. And so we're going to get deuce time and we're going to get IQ time. But Brogdon, let's see, where is this cat? Let me see here. And he not only that, okay, so Brogdon, his, con- I don't know, his contract ends at the end of, wait, am I right? Am I reading this right? Oh, no, no. No, we got two more seasons of him. 22 and a half million for the next two seasons. Actually, three more seasons. He's got one more at 22.6, and then he's got two more at 22 and a half. So, yes, yeah. yeah, so we got three seasons of him. But I'm not, I'm really not concerned. See, I would be worried that they would steal minutes from one of our guys. But I'm not worried about him, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about that's, it. That's when you know you got a good coach. When yeah, you yeah. Purposely yeah, yeah. draft injured players. Exactly. <laughs> so he plays the right guys. Just to get rid of Randall. So, <laughs> so we get rid of Randall. We get Malcolm in here. He's the starter and no problem. But Deuce, get ready, baby. You're going to be playing. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's a possibility. You know, it does match up with Randall. And yeah, because they're not. Dallas is not doing a sign and trade. They said that already. So JB would not be going to New York for Randall or uh, for Mitch Rob or anybody. It's just, he would just come here. Which, like I said, they're going to put all their, all their chips in the table and they're going to offer him an overpay to stay. And if they get past Phoenix, it's locked. It's a lock. He's staying in Dallas. Other than that, it's 50 people. But see, that's why I bring up Robert. Because I want IQ, really, my thing, I want us to just, get rid of all ideas of anybody and just play Emmanuel quickly, Deuce McBride, and bring Joko, Roku Joko Biders in here. And I want to see what they have over this next season. I say, just let them play, man. Let them play. Let them turn the ball over. Let them make their mistakes. And let's see what we got here. Yeah, I, I, that's completely right. And I feel like the fans really, after seeing Thibodeau, as you say, trot out the same guys over and over. <laughs> Only to only to say after the season, you know, I wish I could play some of the other guys. That's like, dude, come on, man, come on, man. But but that's what I'm saying because now nah, look. Shout out to yeah. Nick at Time Show for having Mark Berman on. Yes, yes. Bomb. Oh my God. I, yes, <laughs> I, I gained a lot of respect. I used to hate Berman. I don't hate him anymore. I dislike what he does, but I like yes, him as. I a agree dude. with you. I yeah. I, I really, like him as a guy. I mean, he's I really, really respected him more after this little media tour that he did. And when he said he doesn't, uh, you know, block anybody, that's, that that takes a lot of brass ones right there. That guy, I said, you know, you got to get guy respect. Like, I, to me, he does stir up drama unnecessarily, which I always feel is detrimental to the locker room. They let it get to him. Nick Stone. Well, he's probably, especially with Randall, he's probably directly yes impacted losses. Yes, he, yes. He he's impacted the thumbs down, right? Yeah. I mean, that was him. But I, I still respect him. But the thing is, is that I I just want it's not like see if the Knicks were if they were Memphis. That's people hate when I 
make that comparison. I don't know why, but if the Knicks were from Memphis and they were in the second round of the playoffs and they lost to Golden State. Okay, now I might say, okay, we might bring in a you know a veteran that can step in here and get us to the next level real quick because we're right there. But we're not there. We're trying to make sure we're in the AC next year. So why not try these kids out there and see what we have? I mean, yeah, there's going to be a plan. Let's see what we got, man. I mean, and that's the that's the most financially, uh, the least financially taxing option. And then you got like, for example, let's say we did get an expiring deal like a Harrison Barnes or somebody. Yeah. Now you got all of this money for 2023, right? So let's say Deuce is a complete flop. Like he just can't play in the NBA. Like we know we made a mistake. Well, you know what? Now we found out before we got extended. Right. You know, or we, got a star. we have a star in IQ. We got a star in Deuce. We got, we, we, we hit the jackpot here. We still, we got two more years without having to pay Deuce. And we got like another, wait, uh, IQ's going to be in his third season. So his fourth season, he starts being extension eligible. So, you know, we, at least we can see what we have. So that's all I'm saying. Right? Yeah. And you never, you never want to close the door on, you know, a good trade, but I feel like getting a guy like Brunson, he's a great player, but I think that's kind of like a quick fix, like a kind of like a bandaid that's not going to really like last. I mean, he might, he might, but I mean, I feel like the overall problems of the Knicks, like that's just kind of like a bandaid over it. And like, no, you and you know about a real bandaid. Anybody talking about tired Joe is, <laughs> I mean, like, are you serious? I mean, what? So we're going to bring in a bench guy to start over our bench guy. We just did that with Alec Burke. And I mean, Alfred Payton. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> people didn't learn anything. Oh, Tyus Jones. I mean, Tyus Jones, is, they're intrigued by what do you smoke? That's a strong crack right there. That's a strong crack, man, because come on, man. Like, at least Brunson is showing as a starter in the playoffs, he could drop 41. Okay? Ty Jones is a really good backup, and that's what he is, a really good backup. We got to see what we got in, in the kids we got. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. The, the, that, the, the Tyus Jones stuff really just goes to show you at this point, how low the bar is set for no, that's like you ever been to a party. I don't know if your age goes to parties. You guys go to parties, house parties. You guys yeah. have no oh, yeah. back in the day, they did all kind of house parties, right? So, so like you want to, you want to, you want to, you go in there to get a girl, right? You go in there to get a girl, but right. you're just too shy to go talk to the ones that you really want to talk to, right? So at the end of the night, it's like 1 a.m. And there's this one, she's not the prettiest, but she's the only thing there. And you're bold enough to go and talk to her because you've been waiting all night for somebody. And that's Tyus Jones. <laughs> she's that's the girl it. that you see at the party at 1 a.m. She's the last girl there. And yeah, that's And there's it. no choices left. You're both just kind of awkwardly staring at each exactly. other. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't even think she's real pretty, but she's the last girl there. Right. Well, you know, anything's possible. We had Kemba Walker as our starting point guard. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping they learn from that. Please learn from yeah. Please yeah. don't make that mistake again. Don't do it, Leon. Well, yeah, I think that's a good place to 
cap off the first episode. It was great having you on. Um, we'll do this. Be here, bro. Yeah.